Good morning, everyone. This is Jeff Jones. And as always on here, you're going to hear my one of my best friends. I, I have to say that uh, I consider him one of my best friends. We talk a lot. Uh, he's helped me a lot. Who's on the line with me? I'm Steve Foster and Jeff, you better stop it. I'm blushing. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Steel Target Paint podcast. It's been a little while since we've done one. Um, uh, we've had some uh, life-changing events in both our lives and so uh we uh, had to postpone it for a little bit but we're we're back online and uh i think we've got a good one i want to i want to run today steve uh we talked a little bit about before we started what do you think you think the people are going to like it i don't know we're gonna find out we're gonna find out jeff let's let's get into it. let's talk about the uspsa election for president sure. And then sure. we'll get into uh, your epiphany on showdown. How's that? You got it. You got it. Okay. So um, <laughs> for those that don't know, the uh, presidential and area six, uh, uh, the voting is complete. Um, uh, in the presidential race, uh, Yi Min uh, was first and Luigi Lee was second, but neither one attained the uh, proper number of, or percentage of votes to finalize it. So there'll be a runoff between those two. And then in area six, we have a similar situation where uh, Ben Barry uh, received the most votes and Kyle Stevens was second, neither one having uh, attained the percentage they needed. So there will be a runoff there. Now, this was posted on the website on July 17th. Uh, I don't remember the exact day uh, that the elections finish, but I will read uh, something that they've got on here uh, to give you an idea when voting is going to start again. Approximate timing. So it says bylaws 6.8. The timing of the runoff election for a regular or special election is as follows. 15 days after the election results were returned to the board, the board notifies the election firm to use the same voting list as the initial election. Now, I'm thinking they're not going to still have the other people on the voting list. This will just be the candidates for the runoff. Then it says 30 days after the election firm is notified, voting begins. 31 days after the voting begins, voting ends. And then 15 days after voting ends, date for election uh, firm to tabulate, certify, and deliver results to the managing director and board of directors. This is interesting because basically this says there's one day to vote. The way I read it. Does it sound that way to you? Yes, that's exactly how it sounds. So. Oh, I read it wrong. 31 days after voting begins, voting ends. So there will be a one month voting period. Ah, uh, okay. That, that, okay. That sounds, uh, yeah, that, that sounded better. better. <laughs> yep. That's right. So, that's right. Hey, um, here, let's, here, here's my thought. Here's my thoughts on all of it. It is very interesting to, uh, go down through the candidates to have the numbers up in front of me. I'm sure that you do, but Eamon Lynn, um, was the former president uh that was i don't know how do we say that was removed from office asked to step down from office did he voluntarily remove himself from office anyway uh exactly. was it was one, one of those second. one of those and, uh, i think he had yeah I, 
yeah, pick it off the Chinese menu. Um, and then the second uh, person was uh, Luigi Lee, which uh, I can talk a little bit about Luigi because I've met him actually at a Steel Challenge match uh, when I first started shooting competitively in 2016 down to Florida. I'm like, who's okay. this guy with these uh, pink pink socks on? Up to his <laughs> yeah, he is known for <laughs> for some interesting uh, uh, wear of clothes. Yes. Yep. Yep. And then um, we have both of the Steves and and uh, definitely didn't get as much of the vote. Steve Bunnypenny and Steve Wright. But I here, here's here's what I make out of all this, Jeff. And and I'd be certainly interested in your perspective. I think there's only 20 something percent of the total membership out of the 21, 22,000 people that voted, you know, 20 some percent voted. Um, I think that the Steel Challenge crowd uh, really back the Steves, you know, Steve Moneypenny and Steve Wright. And I don't know, maybe combined, it's about 700 votes. And I think the other two guys got maybe 1,600, 1,500 votes. Um, what that says to me is now it's going to be a runoff between the top two, right, Jeff? Uh, you uh, and yes. then, uh, Luigi? That is correct. So what that means to me is that the Steel Challenge community could really has the could or opportunity to influence the, the, the president of USPSA. I believe so. If, I believe that's always yeah. been the case. Um, I think uh, when you look at this, uh, you look back here uh, at this election, I'm looking at the numbers right now. Um, you were very close. 23% of the eligible voters actually casted a vote. Wow. Um, and if you go back to some other elections quite frankly it's better than most sure um it it, it edged out uh the 2022 presidential presidential election by one percent um but if we go back to the 2019 presidential election 26 percent voted there uh, we go back a little further, 2015 presidential election, 24% voted there. It is when you look back at the numbers, it's uh it's appalling that people aren't voting. And yeah. when you look at the number of people that are in the steel challenge community, um there's 7,000 maybe if you were to look at the entire membership. Uh, so, you know, I think there's, I think there's about 30,000 members worldwide for the entire organization. Uh, I think about, I, I don't know, my numbers could be off. These are from a couple of years ago when we talked with Mike about it. But the the point is when you look at the number of votes cast for Yemen Lin uh, at 1683 and the number of for Luigi Lee at 1520, that's about 3,200 votes. That's less than all the steel challenge shooters. Yep. yep. And so, but it, it's still, uh, I think a lot of people uh, either don't know, don't care. Um just want to shoot local club matches, uh, not interested in what happens on the bigger scene. Um, 
and while that is their right, I think it's the wrong way to look at it because uh, the president does guide the organization, um, even with the changes that are made. Um, yep. They still do guide the organization. Uh, and so it's uh, and they're part of the board. They're a voting member of the board. So it is important, uh, as is the uh, Area 6 director. Uh, you know, I think, uh, again, uh, looking at that, uh, 25% of Area 6 uh, people voted. Uh, 38% ended up voting for Ben Barry, 35% for Kyle, and 27% for Matt, 27% for Matt Hopkins. Um, still 25% people uh and again you know when you look at what an area director does again they're a voting member on the board they are helping guide the organization and this is your chance to choose um yep. and i don't know here's what, what i here's what ahead. i would say about about this this election or you know this cycle with the two two positions they're mm -hmm. very key positions area six is very influential not that uh other areas are not important but this could certainly sway or begin to sway the board maybe in uh maybe in a, a certain type of direction and so here, here's what i would say and i'm not going to sit here and advocate for any candidate over another about you have to vote, you know, if you're in the SEAL Challenge community, you need to vote for this person and so on and so forth. Uh, what I would say, though, that um, outside of our podcast and Jeff and I have chosen to, you know, stay out of the political uh, forum, so to speak, yep. of, you know, just we both, you know what, the, so everyone yeah. understands both Steve and I off camera have our very strong opinions on who to vote for. But we both believe that as listeners of this podcast, you need to make your own decision. Um, yep. So that's that's we have we have decided uh, and, and we had uh, just so everyone knows, we did have uh, a few of the candidates in both positions asked to come on the podcast. And uh, we gracefully uh, declined because we didn't have the opportunity to have all of them on. Yeah, and we didn't want to give anyone 100%. any uh, any favorable position, um, regardless of what our personal views were. So that's where we stood. Yeah, I will share this, though. I think that uh, it's our job in the Steel Challenge community to become educated on on the candidates. Um, a friend of our uh, along term friend of the steel target paint shooting team uh brian conley runs another podcast and he's had a couple of the folks on that uh that we've mentioned and he's uh so so i would encourage you maybe to search his podcast to listen to uh a couple of those podcasts because i think there's some interesting information on on some of these candidates to you know maybe round out your opinion on uh, on who to vote for, but I think our message is certainly, you know, make sure that you get out there and, and vote. Um, Steel Challenge, I, I wouldn't say is the redhead stepchild to USPSA, although I've heard that. <laughs> I wish I had a buck for every time I heard that. But I think that in order to get the respect and drive results and continue to evolve Steel Challenge, um, these elections are, are certainly important. So, absolutely. Go Absolutely. out and vote, Jeff. 
Go out and vote. Or as MTV said in the 1980s, rock the vote. Yeah, you go. There you go. I like it. All right. Uh, enough of that. So, Steve, this week uh, in my training classes, uh, we were doing showdown. And, you know, after shooting the world speed shoot, watching a lot of different people shoot it uh, at all different levels, um, I decided to change how I shot it. Talk to me. And, Talk and what to I me. wanted Give me to some smart and, and stuff. I, yeah. Okay. So, in the past, uh, you know, uh, pistol or rifle, uh, we'll start in the left box. Um, I always started to start as far right as possible, bringing plates one and two together as close as possible for a very quick transition. And I shot at one, two, four, three stop. Yep. Four being the back plate on the right. Uh, okay. I mean, I was solid, you know, um, a one eighty with a with a, a a pistol about one sixty five with a rifle. Okay, you know, for an old guy, not too bad. So, but I was watching a lot of people shoot it at the World Speed Shoot, um, and they went in a one, two, three, four pattern sure and so i started shooting that and and one of the things that i had to get stop making an excuse for was i always used to say well my transition from right to left is like molasses in winter <laughs> yeah and that's definitely the stage you have to do that you know outside of speed yeah. options that's definitely the stage you have to shoot uh from the right side of the box right from Absolutely. Right you're going to, yeah, you're, you're, unless you're going to do some crazy across, you know, drawing a, on the plates across the uh, center line, uh, you're still going to have to make a right to left transition. And quite frankly, in every stage, uh, except for maybe five to go, you're going to have to do some sort of right to left transition, even if it's just a one plate. Let me share something with you as a yes. steel challenge historian is at some point back in i think it was you I may know this going. better than me maybe, yeah maybe 14 or 15 still challenge yep. lost um, its way let me wait it if you're thinking what i'm thinking it's actually as late as 17 but let me hear what you're going to say so i think that's when we changed it back but anyway okay. They went to one start position for yep. uh, for a showdown, so the cone was no, in no, the middle not of the one boxes. start, one, one, yeah, one low ready. Yep, that's exactly yep. right. And so you had to point at a cone in the middle, and then from the right box, I actually shot it left to right because it was well, quicker. It it's not surprising, and and you're you're just bringing the gun straight up into your cheek. Yep, yep, if you're yep. shooting a rifle or or uh, if you're shooting a pistol, it definitely changed um, the dynamics uh, when it was in the middle because you really had a choice um, whether you wanted to, to cross shoot um, because that that uh, that down ready was pointed in the middle. But, yeah, I think yep, it was yep. around it wasn't 17 because I remember first started to shoot in 17 was it 16 now? I don't know. I'm old. Right. <laughs> Numbers just uh, aren't my thing anymore. 
but when I first started shooting, it was it was one down ready, and and then they changed. Oh, it was two. it? Yeah. Yes, and yeah, they changed. Yeah, because I think it, it, I think it was at least two years. It may have been three years that it that it changed. Okay. Anyway, anyway. So uh, back so, to you. Back to you. Back Jeff. to here. So get out of my head. Stop saying you can't shoot right to left. Start working on shooting right to left. Become a better shooter. Stop making excuses. I can't do that. I like uh, it. I like it. So that was the first thing. The next thing I did was based on shooting it, especially, uh, you know, right now I'm focusing a lot on pistols because of my shoulder. Uh, so it's not, I haven't done a whole lot of rifle work lately. Um, I did shoot a little on Tuesday and I'm, I'm going to make this change as well for the rifle instead of, for me. And again, this is the, this is the key for me. The better position to stand in the box is not to the far right on the left box or to the far left on the right box, yep. but it's actually with my, in the case of the left box, I've got my left foot in the upper left corner of the box. And then I'm sure. facing almost perpendicular to plate number three. Yep. yep. Okay. So then I've got a little bit of a twist into, into the, my start position on plate one and rip across and then back through on the stop plate. And, and again, this is something, how many Steve you've trained people, you've been around, what is your answer, your initial answer when someone says, hey, what's the best way to shoot X, Y, Z stage? What's your first I, answer? I tell them to shoot whatever is comfortable for them. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I always talk about, you know, keep an open mind. And, and I had this conversation as recently as last night, a matter of fact, where somebody that I've been working with has had a tough time shooting a particular stage. Um, one of the facts past stages and the feedback that I gave them is try something different because obviously there's something I call it a hitch in your giddy up where there's something going on mentally that you just can't break it so you're trying to battle between your conscious and subconscious and it just gets all wonky change mm -hmm. the order up even if it's for a short-term practice and that allows you early what I've seen is it allows people to reset and to focus a little bit more on what they're doing, be a little bit intentional. It typically starts off to be just a tad slower than what they have done. And then they get into a groove and then we flip it back to what they were doing and prove that they can shoot it. Okay. So, oh, you know, uh, but it, it, I love it. You gotta be, you gotta be comfortable. You gotta be comfortable. I call that in my training sessions, I call that a pallet cleaner, like in a seven course meal. Okay. Yep. It's like the sorbet. Okay. And uh, I actually was doing this uh, on five to go. I had somebody, they just could not hit plate four to save their life in practice. I'm like, okay, draw on plate four. Of course, they looked at me like I had five heads. I said, shoot it backwards. They're like, okay. So what are they doing now? Now they're being very deliberate. They're not trying to go fast. And they were three quarters of a second slower than their PB. 
but they but hit they everything. Play four, play four every time, right? <laughs> they hit everything, right? Yeah. I said, and then so you know, I I run my uh, my training sessions on a weekly basis with whoever's there. You get up, you shoot somewhere between five and seven strings, and the next person gets up, and we go through that four times. So the next time the person got up, I said, "Okay, back to normal." And just like you had pointed out, they crushed yeah. it. They crushed it. And I looked at them and and I say this to them. I say, I say to myself, and I'll tell everybody when you start getting into this rut, the answer is stop thinking. Yeah. You got to let your subconscious <laughs> take over. But here's, here's the other point that I have about five to go, and I think I've made it before, but and it it was really apparent since I've been doing a little bit more dry firing mm-hmm. is plate number four on five to go is one of the smallest plates in all steel challenge. Visually. Absolutely. So what makes you think as a shooter, you can shoot <laughs> plate number, you know, transition from one to two, you know, let's say it's a point point four and you can transition from plate three to five and point three. It's, Plate two and four, when you stand next time you're out of range, go out and look at it. Plate four is almost visually half the size of plate two. So why do you think you could shoot that faster? It's not called accelerator. It's five to go. You know what I mean? Oh, my Steve. I've said the same thing. I mean, our, it sounds like our, our, uh, I could be in your training session. You could, I could just record what I say and you could just replay it and I could do the same thing. Cause I, it's the exact same thing. And and then you watch somebody, do you have this happen? They go, say, 0.5 to plates one and two, and then they do a 0.4 to plate three, and they hit it, and they do a, a, a another 0.5 to uh, the stop plate. You look at them and you go, you do realize your transition is the fastest to the hardest shot. Yeah. I yeah. said, if you can do that, start pushing the other transitions. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You know, um, so getting back to showdown. So again, for me, uh, this has worked where, uh, and it's complete. I mean, I changed the pattern that I'm shooting. I changed my position. Um, and Steve, I'm taking off like somewhere between a 10th and 0.15 per string. I'm like it now, granted. I'm going to say this, and I always I, I point this out a lot. That was in practice. Yeah, yeah, it was not in a match. Okay, I plan on shooting this in the next match I shoot. And I again, when you train, do you ever do match conditions? All the time. Do you ever find that people crush practice and it gets to match conditions, and suddenly they can't seem to hit a plate to save their life? Yeah, it's uh, whenever you're training, you have to train like you're shooting a match and you got yep. to be very intentional on what, you, what, what you're working on. Yep. So I always start every stage off with shoot it like you're in a match. Then we work on some things and you always close it out like you're shooting in a match. Well, do so, you actually bring out a pad and, and like put the scores in a pad? Yeah, so recently... I've started to do that. I need to work on my uh, technology and how we lay it out a little bit better, but I record all my times, uh, old yeah. school clipboard, pen, paper. Yep. Right. Well, I, because I, I want to make sure, I want to make sure we don't do steel challenge, but 
Yeah, I shot that in a one five and times four, man. I could cross the stage in six seconds flat. Oh, okay. Uh, I, anyway. I, uh, okay. So, slight tangent because it's me. I have always wanted, I have two commander timers. Okay. I wanted to have one where. All I did was like crank five shots into a single plate as fast as I could. Okay. Yeah. Then run like a showdown or a smoke and hope, a fast stage. You know, maybe what's that going to be? If I crank off for me, cranking off five shots, let's just be generous and say I do it in 1.2 seconds. Yeah. And then, and five hits and then shoot smoke and hope purposely really bad really what looks to be really slow and then bring out the commander timer with a 1.2 seconds and just I like have everybody <laughs> and i'm not saying that people don't shoot what they shoot on when you see it on the internet i i see a lot of things um and i i applaud them all for shooting fast but you know, and if you've got if you've got five shots recorded and and all that kind of stuff, that's great. But to me, most of those tend to happen in local matches where there's a lot less pressure. Yep, yep. And don't get me wrong, a lot of these people perform just as well at Worlds, and I applaud them. But I have definitely seen uh, a bunch of uh, of crazy videos, uh, and you know you slow them down and you realize you, there's only four shots on the timer and maybe they were faster than 0.3 seconds on the draw. Um, yep. Yep. It's, uh, it's just the challenge of our game in that, uh, uh, you know, you've got to have the integrity and uh, you know, for me, it's funny too. Cause I see a lot of, a lot of this uh, in a lot of different sports. Uh, We've we, you can see it here in our election process uh, where it's. Uh, from a training perspective. You see the trainer. Showing how well they can shoot. Right. Which is great. Um, I don't promote all my stuff is just local, you know, pretty much people that are shooting out of the whack and, and, and here in South Florida. Central Florida, whatever we're called, West Florida. Um, but if I were to ever like start putting out videos, I it would all be about my students. Yeah. And how they've improved, because it doesn't yes. matter how good a shooter I am. It matters how good a trainer I am. And, you know, <laughs> the one example I always use is pe people are always like, oh, no, you got to know the game. You got to know the game. I said. How good a basketball player was Red Auerbach? Yeah, or Phil Jackson. He was pretty or, decent. But, yeah. but, but the, probably the most classic example of all sports is Hank Haney, one of the best golf coaches, instructors in the world. In yeah. the world. Yeah, the guy can stroke the ball a little bit, you know, but he made some uh, really great golfers, legends in, uh, in, in the sport. There you go. Uh, speaking so, okay. of legends, speaking yep. of legends, I got, speaking I got legends. one for you. Okay. No, no, no. So, so small tangent. We did talk about this. 
a rule book question. You're, you're my rule book question guy. Oh and boy. I love that okay. About you. <laughs> did did we take out the pictures out of the Steel Channel's rule book that showed what a hit was on a plate? Or is oh. it still in there? No, is the pictures are all in there. Interestingly enough, uh, they're generally showing the same kind of hit. It, did you I see my it's... post? Did you see my post <laughs> on that? You must. Of course I did. Of course I did. Of course I did. I I did have he... I have sent that picture to Zach. Uh, and and who knows? Maybe maybe my showdown plate will make it into the next rule book as. Uh, a picture of a valid hit. So here's the interesting part, because I was at the match again, still challenge historian. Mm-hmm. There was not the verbiage, and I apologize, I haven't looked at this section of the rule book, right. and it's been probably a year or two or something like that. But back in, I think it was 2017, I was at a match. It just happened to be Zach's match, the 2017. South Carolina, South Carolina championship. Yep. Yep. I was squatted with a guy that, well, I won't get into uh, characteristics of this person, but, uh, you know, sometimes some people think they're a big deal or not. <laughs> I didn't, okay. Do I sound like a mean girl, Jeff? <laughs> I didn't shoot 2017, so it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't you. So, so, and, and there was a period of time way back in the day that there was a couple of folks that were like this, but this person was one of them. Ripped up. We started on Excel. It just happened. Met him for the first time. Just happened to start off on Accelerator. I'm like, okay, hey, nice to meet you, Bob. Uh, they're a little bit standoffish. So that's cool, you know. And they shot Accelerator, I would say, pretty quickly. I think he only hit two targets. And the look of surprise on his face when the RO said plus three or miss three uh, was like, you're talking about his mama. So then everybody <laughs> went, went out there and looked. We started, this is actually where I got the comment. Uh, hey, why don't you check the back of the plates? Cause that's what I said halfway <laughs> through the match. I think they went, how many strings of fire are still challenge match? That's almost as many times we went out and checked plates. Oh boy. So, you know, Nick's and chips and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it ended up getting Zach. And I, I think Zach was the match director. The range master spent most of his time on our squad going out and help painting after the previous squad to make sure there wasn't any Nick's or chips. Yeah. Because I, it was it was it was out of control. So that's the history around an edge hit or what's considered a hit to have the bullet break the the, the front plane of the plate. Because well, that, that's not in the that, rules. That, that's, well, uh, that was the intent around the time and the discussion. Oh, OK. The around match. the time. Yeah, because what happened was, I think. You know, look, you can get, what, through an eight-stage? Well, this was a six-stage match. So, like, what, three hours, three and a half if you're slow? I think our squad took close to five because we stopped so much to check plates. And it got downright uncomfortable. Um, And still, they weren't even close to the top couple. So, it's like, what are we doing here anyway? 
Yeah. So anyway, that that's the history around why there's verbiage in the rule book about what a hit is versus not. Go ahead. You Jeff. know, I'm digging around in the rule book right now. Uh, the pictures are still there uh, in, in Appendix C. Okay. Uh, yep. The there is one picture that does show a hit in like fully on the edge. And it's, it's tough to say from the picture, whether actually you see a hit on the face of the plate. Um, And again, you know, as I pointed out uh, on my picture on Facebook, it was practice, you know? Oh yeah. 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 And you know, this was not in a match and I wasn't, you know, and you know, here's what to me is what it comes down to. If you think you truly hit the plate, you should go look. Yep. Agreed. Okay. If you're taking a hit, that's not a hit that, that is a paint chip that is, you know, I mean, I know for me, it happened at worlds um, as we're walking down. I think it was showdown in fact. And I think it was the, it was plate three. You know, I said, if there's a hit, it's going to be on the left side of the plate. And the RO went down and looked all around the plate and couldn't find anything, but had there been a hit on the right side of the plate, I literally would have said, that's not my hit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I knew where the dot was when I when I when I broke the shot. No, you know, um, and again, it just comes down to each shooter's uh, integrity, in my opinion. Yep. You know, if you take a hit that you didn't shoot, you don't deserve to take that hit and you're only hurting yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, In the rule book, Jeff, does it say that the. The, the mark has to span the width of, or the, the entire width of the plate or not? It doesn't. It doesn't. I'm, I'm actually looking here, searching for the word edge. And uh, uh, what it does have here is 9.4. It says misses stop plate. It says if the stop plate is not hit, the score for that string is 30 seconds. It is a competitor's responsibility to stop the time by hitting the stop plate with a clear hit on the edge or face of the plate. Now, sure. that says stop plate. Um, then you've got the word edge in Appendix C for edge hits. And that's, uh, it also talks about here, uh, the word edge is in paint, 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 plate painting, where yeah. it just says uh, care should be taken to paint the edges. Um, but here's the, here's the perfect one. In 9.3, misses on standard plates, 9.3.2. If the bullet has left a mark on the edge or face of the plate, it will be scored as a hit. So there's the answer. Okay. Doesn't, doesn't say it has to be fully on the edge or it has sure. to break the face of the plate. It just says a clear mark on the edge. So I am I am pretty sure at one time it did. It may but have I looked at it. It, lack, it, it may have. Um, years, I so. don't know if they have uh, historical uh, records of the of the rule books, but it would be interesting just to to go back and look at that because, um, again, the rule book evolves over time. 
you know, we've we talked about how showdown, uh, you know, start positions change. Um, if you go back years ago, um, there's a reason why speed option is called speed option because yep. one of the plates yep. was optional. Yep. Everybody took it, but it was optional. So, yep. and again, you know, you know, and I alluded to it and as, as I read this, but you know why it's called, well, I mean, it makes sense why it's called the stop plate, but when the game first started, uh, the stop plate was actually tied to the timer and yep. time stopped when it was hit. Yep. Um, and I don't know the exact story, but that changed. And of course, now we just go, you know, time on shots, which is interesting because, you know, if you came into the stop plate and cranked off two shots really quick and the first shot hit, uh, that stopped the time. Yeah. Where now, if you do that, it's going to be the time on the timer, which is always fun to explain to new shooters how we don't back up the timer. <laughs> well, listen, we're getting, we're getting close. We're getting close. You got to be getting close to getting into the office. We're doing this uh, first thing Friday morning. Um, getting back to showdown. I think that my biggest thing I will tell people is, uh, and you, you pointed it out uh, in a training session, get outside your comfort zone. You may not be shooting at the most efficient way that's possible. Yep. Try some different For things. Sure. If you have the opportunity to practice, it's a little tougher For to sure. do it in a match because you're not under the same conditions. You know, you're not, even, you know, let's face it in a practice. You're, you're probably able to get somewhere between anywhere between a hundred and sometimes 500 shots to work through things. Um, but I know for me, it was get out my comfort zone. Stop making excuses. I can't shoot right to left. I'm slow. <laughs> stop making excuses. Yeah. But Steve, I have a, you know, I want to end the podcast uh, with a very important question. All right. Talk to me, Jeff. I'm sitting down. Where's my grip? <laughs> ah, so uh, great question. I got, uh, I got my first run of grips and magwells from uh, manufacturer. They're anodized black and they came out uh, super, super, super nice. This, this past week I've been working on, um, hate to say custom packaging, but, um, you know, they're, they're, they're super nice. So I want to make sure they get to everybody in the same condition that they're leaving me at. So, uh, I'm custom cutting foam for, uh, for all the packaging to be sent out. And so I'm wait, 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 uh, you know, these, these grips are really nice. You're not hand delivering them to everyone. Well, may, just you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> just you everyone everyone so, you heard it you heard it on the podcast you, you yeah. I, I i'm waiting for yeah. my doorbell to ring i'm, I'm probably that's gonna right. wait a long time that's right. that's right yeah you never said when right i know i know next <laughs> next west florida next west florida yeah. you'll deliver him by hand. yeah well, yeah what's the next world speed shoot jeff <laughs> um, <laughs> um so uh more information will be posted on social media this weekend, but I'm going to have a, a, a limited introductory type uh, type offer to uh, 
to get some out into the market. I've had an overwhelming need of, or, you know, demand from folks just reaching out to me. I've got more than, yeah, quite a few people. So I appreciate that. So I'll be reaching out to all those folks. Um, and then uh, got something exciting to share when it's okay. uh, able to be released uh, publicly, but uh, got something exciting going on with it as well. So um, it's garnered a lot more attention and uh, from the industry than what I initially thought. So I'm, I'm, I'm really stoked. And yes, I did do a couple customized ones that I'm going to use to, to give to some shooters and donate and those kind of things. So uh, I do have a couple of custom sets done that have got some special anodizing. And uh, so you may see a couple of those pop up, but one with standard black and they look great. They look great. Well, I cannot wait to receive mine and get it on my gun. Uh, you know, I, I, again, this is another one of those things where uh, you can't buy your game. Yeah. But you can improve certain aspects and and grip, I believe, is something that everyone has the opportunity to improve at all times. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. This <laughs> this week, uh, my uh, my my standard comment to everyone was if you miss it, your grip. And yes, yeah, especially and, with a pistol. Absolutely. And yeah. yeah, it's not always true. You can overdrive, but still you can, it's, it's usually your grip. It doesn't take much. Yep. It doesn't take much uh, change of elevation of the, of the barrel to miss just about any plate. Right. Uh, right, right, right. You know, and, and, you know, one of my classic lines uh, for new students, when they say, well, like, you know, the dot was on the plate when I pursed the trigger. And I'm like, I believe you. I a hundred percent believe you it's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. dot needs to be on the plate when the bullet leaves the barrel. That's exactly right. It doesn't matter because you've done it. How many times have you been transitioning hard into a plate and you know, you cracked that shot early and you oh, still yeah. hit the plate. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> like the matrix. I've been bullets from time to time. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, as, as we talked earlier, you can actually hit the back of a plate. So we got to check the back of the plates. Make sure you paint that, the back that, of the plates when Steve shoots. That's, exa that's exactly right. You never know. You never know what you could end up with. All right, Steve. All right, well, man. Listen, it was I'm, a good I'm one. I'm sure you're, you're about ready to work. I'm going to start my day. It's uh, always great talking with you. Uh, just so everyone knows, uh, we're going to keep trying to keep these out, uh, you know, on a, on a weekly basis. Uh, I think uh, we're probably in a position to do that. We we do have a special guest uh, that we're hoping to have on here in the next couple of weeks uh, talking about uh, a new shooting competition. Yeah. And we'll just leave great. it at that and uh, let everybody try to guess what it is. So, hey, uh, hey, let, let, let me share one more thing. One more. Absolutely. Thing. Shout out to my boy, Jesse Grant, for mopping up at SASP Nationals. I think he shot eight divisions and took high overall in all eight that he shot. What a Absolutely. boss. Absolutely. I'm glad what you said that. What a boss. That is, that is awesome. That is awesome. And congratulations to all yeah, the other, a lot of all different the other competitors. There, yeah, there, there was some great, great shooting up there. But, uh, you know, wow, I, whew, Jesse's the man. 
Absolutely. If you don't know who Jesse Grant is, you do now. (laughs) You know, he's been shooting at West Florida for at least two years, if not more. And, and, and here's the thing I like about Jesse too. He's just a good kid. Yeah. You know, um, you know, he's, uh, he's respectful. Um, not afraid to pick up a paint can and go help paint, you yep. know, uh, just an all around, uh, a great, uh, example of, of what you want to see in a shooter in the sport, especially in a junior. For sure. So For sure. congratulations, Jesse. Great job. All right, Jeff, have a good week and we'll talk next you, week. You know, Steve, come on. How many times do I have to remind you how we end this podcast? ST podcast 10 for 10% off at rangestore.net. All right. Good stuff, Steve. Have a great weekend. All right. See you, brother. Take care. Bye-bye.